What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Friday, July 9th. A little IPA Friday for us here. I'm going to dip into that a little bit later on, but it's pretty darn early where I am, and I am not in an airport, so it is not okay to start drinking yet. But that'll be later today. Today, though, on the pod, we got to talk about these New Orleans Saints. New Orleans! An interesting team indeed. Post-Drew Brees era for this squad. Uh, So what to expect here with New Orleans? We'll dive into that in just a minute. But just a reminder, we do have a contest going on. It's a way for you to help me out, and I'll ultimately help you out if you win the contest. Review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is review it, rate it, and in your review, leave your Twitter handle. It's that simple. Leave your Twitter handle, and you'll be entered in to win a Rant t-shirt. So the logo of this podcast, you've seen it. Many times before, yes, that rat holding a football. That's what it is. Somebody the other day was like, is that a coyote? I was like, no, but sure. (laughs) It's whatever you want it to be. (laughs) But that on a t-shirt, yours free if you win the contest. Uh, We'll do that. Actually, we're coming up on that soon, but there's still a little bit of time to get that review in if you want to enter in in this contest. I appreciate everybody who's done that so far, too, by the way. I've seen them, and, man, it's awesome to support, and that helps us grow. We're not where I want to be. We are not where I want to be, but we are moving on up the charts, all right? I hear we're big in New Zealand. What's up, New Zealand? I see you guys downloading. What's up, New Zealand? We're all over the world here. But anyway, let's dive into the New Orleans Saints, and let's start with the obvious. Drew Brees is gone. For the first time in a long time, other than when he's been banged up, we have a New Orleans Saints team that will not have Breeze under center. And man, has it been a long time when you think about it. It's it's weird in this era because we're getting to the point where a lot of these guys we could basically set our watch to, they're out of the mix. You know, he, he he joined the Saints in 2006. 2006. And over that span of time, I mean, over the last couple years here, he did miss some time. He missed time in 2020, 2019. But for the most part, he didn't miss any games, really, other than that. So, it's different. And we know they obviously did the Taysom Hill experiment, and I'm going to call it that last year. But the team also prioritized keeping Jameis in-house. And by the way... Jameis also prioritized staying in-house. There were there was some rumblings that he could have landed elsewhere, and he did not. You know, one of those teams, maybe somebody like the Chicago Bears, didn't go, stayed in New Orleans. So what's up with that? Now, I don't want to get too far out over our skis on this one. I don't want to put on the tinfoil hat and start talking conspiracies that he already has a job or anything like that. What I do want to talk about, though, is what we saw last year. People are going to point to Taysom Hill's record as a starter and say that, you know, he certainly did more than enough to keep this job or to earn this job, I guess I should say. I don't know if I'm buying that because this isn't baseball. You know, a lot of times people want to make that comparison, a quarterback to a pitcher in a lot of ways. But remember, you know, a a pitcher it's a very different interaction between the pitcher and the hitter. That's a it's base it's a one-on-one interaction. I mean, I know that there's signs coming from the catcher, etc., but really it's a one-on-one interaction. 
quarterback to the defense, that's not even a one-on-one or a one-on-eleven or whatever, you know, so it's a different situation entirely, and I don't want to make that that parallel there. What I do think is the offense looked significantly different with Taysom Hill under center, for obvious reasons, than it did with Drew Brees, and I don't know if that departure is something that really is going to riff well for Sean Payton in the long term. Now, it's just me reading between the lines. This is a Ratcliffe take. This is not a report or anything along those lines. And believe me, as a lot of people will let me know on Twitter, I have been wrong before. But I don't think he did enough to pass the audition. I don't think he did enough where they looked at that offense and said, whoa, bro, this is the future. Now, granted, Jameis Winston has some major deficiencies as well. Jameis Winston, obviously, uh, the last time we saw him as a starting quarterback, threw 30 interceptions. (laughs) Now, I've said this before about Jameis as well, though, that that is actually the product of something that I think is actually a positive. Believe it or not, and hear me out before you turn the podcast off. Jameis Winston throws a lot of interceptions because he thinks he can make throws that ordinary human beings can't make. And in fact, no human being can make. He thinks he can make those throws. Go back to his last year at Florida State. So the year before that, he had Kelvin Benjamin, so that was pretty solid. And he had a, he had a better surrounding cast. In his last year at Florida State, Kelvin Benjamin wasn't there anymore. So all he had was really Rashad Green. And watch the games. There were times where he would literally throw into like triple coverage. Legit, Jameis would have thought he could fit the ball in if all 11 defenders were covering Rashad Green. So it's that overconfidence that Jameis has that, you know what, it's it's a good problem to have. They need to reel that in, but it's a good problem to have. Now, can they reel it in? I don't know. Nobody's been able to do so so far. And sometimes an old dog can't learn new tricks. But I do ultimately think it's going to be Jameis Winston. And I will tell you this. Whoever gets this job, if it's Taysom, if it's Jameis, they're still likely going to be a late-round pick or maybe even undrafted in your fantasy drafts. And those guys, whoever, which one of them wins the job, is easily going to outplay that. They're going to be a quarterback two or better as the starter. We just can't guarantee right now who's going to be the starter. I think it's Jameis. Could be Hill. Or... It could be both. Yes, that is a situation that could very well play out. We could have a back and forth between Jameis and Taysom and ugh. Right? Ugh. For fantasy purposes, that's going to be an absolute nightmare. Keep your eye on this situation. Whoever wins the job is going to offer value, though. But just be aware that just because you win the job in training camp does not mean you're going to keep the job through the entire season. All right, so that's the quarterback situation. Let's talk about who the quarterbacks are going to throw the ball to. We'll do that right after the break. So we're not too far removed from a record-setting year from Michael Thomas. Remember, in 2019, he had 149 catches, and that was after 125, which, by the way, is still up there all-time as well. Last year, 40 didn't quite work out. Now, it was a weird year COVID. It was a weird year Drew Brees at the end of his career. It was a weird year high ankle sprain. It was like the year of the freaking high ankle sprain, by the way. Can we not do that in 2021? I hate high ankle sprains with a passion, man. So it was a lost season for Michael Thomas. Now, what about this year? Because the nice thing here is he really has no competition for targets other than maybe Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is the number two target on this team. You have 
on this, uh, you know, in this wide receiver core, you have Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris. Who I, I like Deontay Harris. I think he's a nice player, but he's not going to make much of an impact in the passing game. Then you have some role players, Lil Jordan Humphrey, uh, Juwan Johnson. Traquan is, I keep calling him a PG-13 guy. And Swingers, PG-13 guy. Guy we really hope is going to make it, but probably not. Every year, it's like, this is the year. Maybe he'll give you a couple big-time boom games, but I, don't, I just don't see the volume there for him. So the volume's going to go to Michael Thomas. Right now, projecting him at 140 targets, 95 catches, 1,300 yards. The touchdown production's going to be a little dicey. Uh, I'm not overly bullish there, six touchdowns. It's still good enough for top 10 fantasy production, but he's kind of a, well, he's a high-floor, maybe low-ceiling guy. And a lot of his production is going to hinge on that quarterback situation. Taysom Hill, not going to throw the ball as much as Jameis. Jameis, hey, if Jameis is the starter, this could be a 600 passing attempt season for sure. If Taysom Hill is the starter, it's more like a 500 passing attempt season. Big difference between the two. Now, the challenge with Jameis, though, as well, is historically, Michael Thomas, what is he? He's a low dot guy, and if you don't know what that means, it's pretty simple. Low dot means you're targeted close to the line of scrimmage. You're not being targeted heavily downfield like Traquan Smith will. Well, Jameis is a high dot quarterback. He likes to throw the ball vertically, and that's why he did fit really well in that Bruce Arians offense, except for 30 interceptions. So uh, either way, with Thomas being a low dot guy and Jameis being a high dot guy, I don't know how they riff, but... As I said, there's nobody else to fight for targets. You know, nobody else, not tight end either. Now, I do like Adam Troutman, by the way, because Jared Cook's out of the mix. Adam Troutman started to take a step forward last year. He was one of my favorite tight ends. Last year's class was not a good rookie tight end class, but I like Troutman. Played at the small school level, really dominated at the small school level. Sometimes those guys like the Jeff Janices of the world, and I realize he's a wide receiver, but still a small school guy who dominates at that level, takes a step up, and then can't compete. Well, Troutman showed even at the you know in the All Star circuit that he could compete. And then last year, getting some quality reps. And then the fact that the team let Jared Cook walk, I think, was a vote of confidence for Troutman. He's a late round tight end option. In fact, I have him inside my top twenty right now. Projecting out, he's still a three for thirty two guy, but I'm willing to take a shot on his upside. Forty three catches, four ninety six, and five touchdowns. So I don't mind him. I mean, I, I I don't feel comfortable if Adam Troutman's my only tight end heading into the season, but I don't mind him as my second tight end, taking a shot on that high ceiling, like I said. So that leaves us with the running backs. And I will tell you this, if Taysom Hill is the starter, I'm going to move Alvin Kamara down in my rankings. I have him at four. I've had him at three. I'll go back and forth between uh, Kamara and, uh, and Derrick Henry at three and four. I'm going back and forth. It's fine. I think it's splitting hairs. But why I would move him down is last year when Taysom Hill started, well, three of those games were Kamara's three worst fantasy performances of the year. So that's not good. And part of the problem there is there's a cannibalization of those touches in the offense with Taysom running a lot. So you you know, you know move Kamara's floor down. Of course, he'll still potentially catch passes, but Taysom didn't even really excel in that area. So you also move the ceiling down maybe a little bit too. He'll still be an RB1 if Taysom's the starter, but he's not going to be a guy I'd be considering with the third or fourth overall pick. 
With Jameis under center, I think things are better, but we also still run into one problem. Jameis historically has not been a, not I wouldn't call him like check down, but a guy who looks to the short area of the field, he hasn't been that. Jameis's eyes are always straight down the field. Now, that doesn't mean that that can't be drilled into his head, but Breeze historically, well, he excelled in that area, and we've seen how good that's been for Kamara over the course of his career. At this point, though, I'm still going to give him a hefty workload in the passing game. 91 targets, 68 catches, 605, and three touchdowns. I have him with 177 on the ground, 836, and eight touchdowns. We know the touchdown upside is there. The dude had an Al Bundy-like six touchdowns in one game, a single football game. But, uh, you know, it's conservative projections. Still projects out at number four. Latavius Murray is still a premium handcuff. I don't. I wouldn't call him an independent value type handcuff. Like you know, the quintessential there is Kareem Hunt. Like he has independent value of Nick Chubb, although he's an uber high ultra premium handcuff as well. Because if Chubb goes down, Hunt's an elite option. Murray can be an elite option if Kamara goes down, but I don't think you can use Murray if Kamara is healthy. Whereas you could use Hunt, obviously, if Chubb's healthy, right? So that's the thing. If you were drafting Murray, you're realizing that is your sort of in case of emergency break glass, your scratch-off lottery ticket, whatever you want to call him, and he's going to sit on your bench for a good chunk of the season if you happen to go that handcuffing route. Whether you have Camaro or not, he's still considered a handcuff, right? So there you go with this backfield. I still love me some Alvin Kamara. The dude is such a stud. But there is some risk if Taysom gets the starting job. Ah, that's the big question right there and we don't have an answer quite yet but uh we'll start to figure that out as we roll through into training camp we're only three weeks away a little under three weeks away all right tomorrow the giants the g-men an interesting team a lot of concern about saquon barkley so we'll address that plus the passing game gonna be a lot of fun at jeff rackliff on twitter at jeff rackliff on instagram ftnfantasy.com go check it out all right i will catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod i'm jeff rackliff and i'm out